in your heart Share what you feel No matter the subject You can always be real Talk with JC Michelle. Hard talk with JC Michelle. Hard talk with JC Michelle. Hard talk with JC Welcome to Heart Talk. This is Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggits, and I am happy to be with you once again. You know, I remember hearing the elders of my church, um, the church of my childhood, the elders in my life, actually, talking about throw the old wineskins out, right? (laughs) And I know that comes from a parable that was taught in scripture about not putting new wine in old wineskins. This idea that the old wineskins are so worn away, and when you put some new wine in, it could break, So you know me, right? I had to do some research on it. I looked everything up. And what I learned was what made the wineskins old um, was a couple of things. One was a lack of preparation of the skins for a new patch or that there were tiny tears in the skins because of usage. And so that really got me thinking, (laughs) of course, about healing and joy and how we go about embarking on this new life, right? This best self that we're striving for. When we are talking about introducing more joy into our life, more self-care, more soul care, and we go on this healing journey, I really wanted to kind of use this metaphor, this parable, to kind of understand what happens when we don't prepare ourselves. I think there are things and tools that we need for that journey. In other words, there is a preparation and there are things that we have to leave behind. And I think that's really the hard thing, right? There's a line in my book, Black Joy, where I talk about choosing joy often means leaving some things, some people, even some places behind. And it doesn't mean that you don't return, but it means that in order for you to get what you need for your life and purpose and journey, sometimes you have to leave the old behind in order to obtain your healing. And so that brings me back to the whole wineskins thing, right? Because if you think about the analogy of old wineskins, I mean, you could put patches on it, I guess. And where there are little tears on the skins, you could probably put more patches on it. uh, Or you could maybe toughen up the skin a little bit more, make it more hardy to hold this new stuff that you're putting in it. But we can't really do that with our lives. And we can't just patch up places and hope that it can hold this new person that we're becoming, this new joy that we're allowing to enter into our lives. We can't do that. And I think sometimes that's exactly what we try to do, especially in our relationships. I feel like we just throw patches or band-aids on wide open wounds instead of going to therapy or instead of doing the work, so to speak, right? And we don't want to let go of the old stuff, even though we know that we're embarking on this new journey. And the truth is, some stuff on this journey will go with us and some stuff won't. Some people will go with us and some people won't. 
And that's a reality. And I have grace for the fact that that's really, really hard for us to process. And some of us will sacrifice the joy that we could have or the new things that we could have or the new person we could be in order to hold on to things and people and places that we think that we need. When we do that, when we try to patch things or cover up the broken places, but at the same time still attempt to try to do our healing work, we find that the old stuff will undo the work that we're trying to do. Think of it like this. Have you ever uh, been someone who's trying to, I don't know, let's, let's go really simple here. Maybe you're trying a new healthy eating lifestyle, right? And some of us, you know, we have to get rid of the cookies from the house. My vice is Oreos. It's just got to go, right? You can't have it in the house. Even though, full disclosure, I have a bag of Oreos in my house. <laughs> um, or maybe, you know, some of us are trying to, you know, go the route of, you know, we're going to get rid of white flour and white sugar and processed foods in our house. Because we know if it's there and if it's present or if somebody else is in the house and is using it or eating it, that it can really disrupt or overwhelm the work that we're trying to do on ourselves. And so I think bringing the new ways of living and moving, the new intentionalities around joy and love and peace, the new blessings that we are getting as a result of being on this healing journey and then trying to jam them in or fit them in to the old ways of moving, the old mindsets, the people that we have maybe long-term relationships with <laughs> um, can, if we're not careful, destroy both the blessing and the actual container that's trying to hold it all. You, your body. So I think, first of all, let's consider our bodies, our minds, our spirits as containers that's holding all of it and ask ourselves, what kind of container are we placing these new blessings, these new opportunities, these new healings into? And yes, that's a physical container. You know, there are bodies, right? But it's also the emotional container, do we have a bunch of old stories that we still keep telling ourselves over and over again about what had happened back then and why we do what we do and why we have the responses that we have? When we think about our spiritual container, do we still have those old beliefs? Old beliefs about God, yes, but old beliefs about who we are as a being, as a human being at our core. And if all of our physical, emotional, and spiritual containers are the old body, the old stories, the old beliefs. And yet we are on this new journey trying to have new blessings and new opportunities and new bodies and new stories and new beliefs. Well, you know what? That new stuff is way too rich and possibly even too big for those old containers. Those old containers can't hold it. And when we continue to try to force the two, then again, there's disruption. 
something gets lost, something gets destroyed. And so I think that's the work, if you want to call it work. The work of healing is working on your containers, renewing your containers, shoring them up if you must, or replacing them all together. Maybe patching it is not working. Maybe it's time to decide that you just don't want to keep the old fill-in-the-blank at all. Now, to be clear, the old parts of you served a purpose. And so it's not a, a pushing away as much as it is a retiring of service. I always say, um, I thank fear for its service. The part of me that is fearful that tries to raise its head up when something's going down, when I'm taking a leap of faith, I have to remind it that it has served its purpose. It has kept me safe for a very long time, but that it can retire now because I'm on a new path and a new journey. And I, and the thing is we can have gratitude for those old parts of us and even have gratitude for the old people, places, and things in our lives that served us, that, you know, helped us, kept us safe, that gave us relationship and um, a kind of love that we needed at the time. We can say thank you to even the younger versions of ourselves. We can say thank you to that old story that we used to tell because that old story maybe allowed us to get through the day. We can say thank you for that old belief, for how it helped us to survive this far. Thank you so much, old story, for helping me survive. Thank you so much. Now have a seat. (laughs) You held all the wine you could. In other words, you held all the blessings that you could all of the thoughts and belief systems, you held all that you could. But because it is not the journey that we're on now, your capacity is limited. And you can't hold this new stuff. You can't hold these future blessings and these future joys. These these future joys are too potent. We're not trying to rush through our healing process in order to avoid breaking the old stuff. There just needs to be a shift. And that's the hardest part, I think, especially when it comes to joy and embracing joy. Because I think there's this overlap period, this liminal space, right, where we're in the transition. We still got some old stuff present and we're not necessarily trying to patch it up per se, but we are trying to figure out how we go to this new space, And we're mourning and grieving the things that we have to leave behind, the parts of ourselves, the people, the places that we have to leave behind. And that's real. And I don't want to ever make it seem like that part is not a real process. But we do have to be ever focused, I think, on making sure that on our healing journey, that we are slowly, however slowly we need to, Allowing those things to stay where they are. Let's turn to the phones. 
and see what our callers have to say. So hi, I, um, I'm calling in because I wanted to talk about, uh, you've been talking a lot about joy and I wanted to talk about something that's going on in my life. So I am a married woman. I've been married for a long time and I am not feeling the joy of the relationship anymore. It, it's, it's gotten, um, it's missing. It's, I don't, I don't even know if I want to say it's, it's gone. And I just, I just want to know if you can help me uh, figure out how to reclaim it, um, access it, or even maybe decide that it's no longer there. So I guess, I guess for a question, it would be, um, is it possible for joy to come and go? Uh, is it possible for joy to leave one place and show up in another place? Oh, this is as far as relationships go. And, and um, I mean, just to give a little more background, it it's just been a hard relationship. Uh, there's been some, uh, you know, um, some issues that that I'm not sure we can come back from and I don't feel the joy of love so I don't know if that's a thing I've, I've never heard it said like that but I guess it is for me so I just yeah that's what I want to know can can you help me with that thank you so much for calling this is very interesting because I think what happens in relationships, especially relationships that have been around for a very long time, is that we evolve and we change as people, individuals. And as individuals within a relationship, we have to allow a certain amount of room for the other person to change. And a lot of times that causes a rift, right? Like if you marry someone when you're 20, right, and you're now 50, you're surely not the person that you were, you know, 30 years ago, right? And so I think one of the first steps, you know, in a relationship where you're feeling like the joy is not the same or the joy is gone is that asking the question of yourself and of each other, what does joy look like now for us, right? Not 20 years ago, not 10 years ago, not five years ago. Today, in light of the people we are today, what does joy look like? Because nine times out of 10, it is dramatically different. You know, what are are there moments where we still laugh, right? And so maybe joy looks like finding our television show that we watch together that make us, you know, laugh. You know, I, I would recommend Miss Pat. It's a little, you know, language, but <laughs> it is hilarious, right? And so sometimes it's just like, okay, we're going to commit 
to having this moment of joy with each other because it is a time that we both feel connected, right? I think joy has the power of connecting people, right? And so I do think figuring out what joy looks like today for you all is important. Um, And then the hard question, right, is, is there no point of connection around joy? So if if you're if you're trying to reclaim your joy, here's the thing and I say this all the time, like joy doesn't go anywhere. Right? Like you know, we hear we read articles and things about finding joy and it doesn't go anywhere. It is your birthright. It is in you. It is in your partner. Now, we just have to find where the alignment is. We have to reclaim what's already present, right? And figure out what it looks like, how it shows up in this body, in this moment, and not necessarily what it once was. Now, I believe that you can sometimes go to the past and remember what gave you joy, especially if you're feeling like joy is just absolutely gone. Like I I experienced no joy with that person, Sometimes a starting point can be, you know, going to the past and figuring out the moments of joy that we once had and figuring out whether or not we still embrace that as joy. And if so, can we recreate that? Are we willing to recreate that in our relationship today? So that that is certainly possible. But also, I mean, the reality could be, especially in relationships where that doesn't bring you joy anymore. And so you have to figure out what joy, again, as I said, looks like today, right? Here is the biggest piece of this, I think. Are you willing to do that work? And is your partner willing to do that work? That is the key. Because if one or or more of you all are not willing to do that discovery work if as you mentioned there are other issues that have come up that have been difficult to get past or you feel like are insurmountable then that's an issue that is out of my pay grade (laughs) like that is an issue of couples counseling or uh, a conversation that you may need to have that is not anything that I would feel comfortable guiding you on because that's just not my lane um But I will say that exploring your willingness, your desire to, and and figuring out whether or not your partner has that same desire goes a long way to beginning the work of discovering what joy looks like today for you, right? If you are trying to hold on to the past, though, and like you remember the time when we and and you can't recreate that for some reason or you can't reclaim that for some reason, then it might make sense for you to figure out how, you know, as an individual, what brings you joy personally and figuring out how can you share that with your partner, right? Because a lot of times, and I'm not going to lie, you know, when you're doing this work on yourself and you're in a relationship, sometimes we can isolate. We can isolate and not even know it because we're doing all of this good work on ourselves and we're not really paying attention to how that work is impacting the people around you. Because the truth is, 
you're becoming a new person. When you begin to shift and you go on this healing journey, part of the healing journey is that you're becoming someone you're becoming your not someone different. I was going to say that, but no, it, it you're more you're becoming more of who you really are. And that might not be the person that was introduced to your partner X amount of years ago. Real talk. Right. And so you got to extend a little bit of grace. Allow this person to realize that you are different or you're becoming different. And that could pose some challenges. And so how you approach those challenges will be how you'll be able to maintain the relationship if that is what needs to happen. Thank you so much for calling. You guys are pushing me, boy. You challenging me with these questions, right? Because I'm I never saw myself as the person likes giving advice. The only thing I can do is share my story, share my experiences, my observations, and what I know after doing so much work around joy and black joy in particular. So um, my hope is that, you know, you're, there's a nugget in there somewhere that you can grab onto. Um, thank you all once again for listening to Heart Talk with Tracy Michelle. Um, I look forward to the next episode. Again, be well. And if you can't be well, just be. Open your heart. You feel no matter the subject, you can always be real. Hard talk with Tracy Michelle. Hard talk with Tracy Michelle. Hard talk with Tracy Michelle. Hard talk with Tracy.